The man who refuses to quit cannot be stopped. My name's Shawn Michael Crane. Welcome to the Unstoppable Mindset Podcast. I wanted so badly to be a father. In prison, all I thought about was just having a family and being able to raise my kids the right way. I knew the pain of growing up with parents who were not there for me. I knew the pain of losing my parents. I knew the pain of growing up in a household that was just riddled with violence, with you know confrontation, with drugs, with alcohol. And I made a promise to myself that I was gonna break this cycle in my family's lineage. This pattern that had been passed down from my grandfather to my father to me, I was gonna end that pattern with my children. They called it the crane curse. That's all I heard growing up from my dad and my uncles. And I was on a mission to break that curse. After being out of prison for nearly a year, I felt something inside of me shift. I had been working as a personal trainer for a friend of mine for nearly a year. And up until that point, I was excited. I was motivated. I loved the fact that I was being able to train people and doing something I loved every day. And I was starting to make progress, both personally and professionally. But something inside of me was just compelling me to take action. I just felt this, this itch inside of me to do something different. I knew that I wanted to start my own business. I knew that I didn't want to just be a personal trainer working for someone else in a gym. And at that point, I had also started dating my wife, Jessica. She and I grew up in the same small town, Goleta, California. In fact, we were in the same fourth and fifth grade combination class together when we were little. And it's funny because we went to the same junior high and high school together as well, but we never really spoke or hung out much. And we did have time together before I went to prison. About a month before I was arrested, Jessica and I started seeing each other. And at that time, I was wild. I was reckless. I was in no shape to settle down in a relationship. But the time that we did spend together was special. And I, I loved her from the very first moment that I got to connect with her and spend time with her. And I loved her ever since. When I was in prison, I would think about her from time to time, but I was really doing my best to block out what I thought were any distractions at the time. So I didn't want to think about girls. I didn't want to think about life on the streets. I just wanted to focus on what was in front of me. Then when I returned home, one day I was out at breakfast with TJ, the trainer that I was working out of the gym at. And Jessica came walking in. And I remember seeing her walking up towards me, waiting for her to say hi to me. And she didn't even look at me. She looked at TJ and she actually gave him a hug and said, good morning. And then she sat down in the booth right next to us with her dad and her son, Mason. And I remember thinking to myself, damn, what did I do? I must have done something that I don't remember for her to treat me that way. Come to find out, she told me that she didn't even realize it was me until she sat down and started talking with her dad. Then she said that she felt kind of dumb for not saying hi to me, but she was so embarrassed that she didn't want to just get up and come over and start talking to me. So in my head, I'm thinking that I did something wrong. She's mad at me, but I'm going to go into her work the next day and I'm going to find out what I did. I, I got to talk to her. I got to see her. And later that day, she ended up messaging me and we connected. We ended up going out to lunch. And she explained to me what had happened, that she wasn't trying to ignore me. She wasn't mad at me. She just literally didn't see me. 
So we started seeing each other pretty much every day. And at that time, we were both looking for the same thing, a family. We both wanted the real thing. We were both at a time in our life where we were done playing games. We were done with the party life. We just want, wanted to find that real, that true love, and to live happily ever after. As corny as it sounds, man, we all just want that person in our life that we know is our person. That's all I thought about in prison. I had these goals I share with you. I had this ambition, this drive, this spirit that I convey to you. But you know what I thought about most nights? A family of my own. I just wanted a woman that I could hold in my arms and love and cherish and just give her the world. Because I had been in relationships in the past where I didn't do that. I didn't treat the girl I was with the right way. You know, I made mistakes. I acted like an idiot. And I felt bad about that. And I remember just telling myself in prison, the next woman that I find, that woman that I love, the next the next woman that I get my hands on, after all this time, I'm going to treat her the right way, the way she deserves. And that was my wife, Jessica. We've been destined to be together. I know it. We were just drawn to each other from the very first time that we got to spend time together. And so we became inseparable. And that first year back from prison, it was magical. You know, I spent every waking moment falling in love with my wife and working in the gym, you know, trying to figure out my way as an entrepreneur, a business owner, a trainer, a coach, whatever the future had in store for me. And about a year after being out of prison, I just knew that my time was shrinking. This window, this gap of time that I had from getting out of prison, you know, going into my future, I just felt like it was shrinking. Here I was 30, 31 years old. I'm playing catch up. Everyone else has a house, a family. They're all, you know, running businesses. But I was hungrier than all of them. And I was willing to outwork everyone. I knew that I was behind. And I didn't look at that as a negative thing. I used it as motivation. So after a year of working out of that gym with TJ, I decided to leave and start my own fitness company. And I did. And then I started training out of multiple gyms in Santa Barbara County. And I started to acquire a lot of clients. I had 10, 20, 30 clients working with me. And my business was starting to do well. Mind you, being a personal trainer, it's really hard to just thrive financially. And it's hard to have a really big impact as well. You can only work with so many people per day. It's an hourly thing. You're trading time for money, um, and you're only able to work with two, three, four people at a time unless you're doing big groups. But for me, I knew that I wanted to have a bigger impact, and I wanted to be able to take care of my family in a way that finances was never an issue. I didn't know how I was going to do that, but I had the desire, and I had the vision, and I was going to do whatever it took to bring this vision to life. That was my mindset every day. So every day I was working hard. Every day I was doing whatever it took just to acquire new clients, learn, uh, you, you know, learn and grow as a coach and just gain this experience. And then we found out that Jessica was pregnant. She was pregnant. After only about four to six months of us being together, she was pregnant. And it felt like the right thing. I never questioned it once. She, she didn't either. In my heart, I knew that she was the one. Right away, I knew. And we were falling deeply in love from the moment that we started seeing each other since I'd come back home. And so now Jessica's pregnant and she's going to leave her job. She was a GM for three restaurants in Santa Barbara. And I told her when she got pregnant, I don't want you going back. I'm going to take care of you. Mind you, at this time, I wasn't making much money. I was working as a personal trainer, making maybe four to five grand a month. And I was grinding and I was reaching my ceiling. You know, I couldn't have made much more than that. And so... I knew that I wanted to take care of my family and provide a great life for us. At that time, I wasn't going to be able to do it with the money I was making, 
but I wasn't going to let that stop me. I was going to find a way. And so Jessica left her job. She never went back. And I would always tell her, baby, I'm going to take care of us. Don't, don't worry. I got this. And she never questioned me once, man. She believed in me because she saw what I was doing every day. You know, she heard that conviction in my voice and I wouldn't allow her to doubt me. You know, I had to be that rock, that leader. I had to have so much confidence and belief in myself that nobody would ever doubt me, right? That's a mistake that a lot of people make, especially I see this with men I work with. They want to leave their nine to five and pursue their passion or start their own business or they want to make changes in their lives and their wives doubt them. Like your wife doubts you because you're showing her something in your behavior, your demeanor, your language, the way you speak about yourself or your life that's leading her to doubt you. Your lack of conviction and belief in yourself is carrying over into your relationship. You have to be the rock for your family. You have to be the leader. You have to build so much confidence and conviction in yourself by the way you're living every day that no one could ever doubt you. That's what 2,000 days in prison did for me. That's what... A thousand push-ups and a thousand squats before anyone else woke up on a daily basis did for me. Like I had an edge on the whole world, including myself and those inner demons, that doubt, that fear that feasts upon all our dreams and ambitions. You have to kill that doubt and fear every day through action. And when you do that enough times, you build up unwavering confidence and belief in yourself and others feel that. So I'll never forget the day, man, we had Scarlet. It's one of the best days of my life. Being a father has been one of the greatest experiences of my life. I'm a family man. I love my family more than anything. And I will do whatever it takes to take care of them, to provide for them, and to be the leader and example they need and deserve. And so I'll never forget having Scarlett, and I'm still working in the gym, trying to make things work for me and trying to provide for them. Now Jessica's not going back to work. And then all of a sudden, COVID-19 shuts everything down. Here I have Scarlett, who's two, three months, Mason, who's now 11, doing Zoom calls for school in his room, and we just find out Jessica's pregnant again with Preston. We didn't waste any time. We're having two kids back-to-back. My oldest is now 11. My wife's not working, and I'm still working as a personal trainer. By this time, I think I had scaled my business where I was making a little more money, seven you know, 8K a month, but still it wasn't enough. We live in Santa Barbara to buy a home, to live a good life here. You need to be making a lot more money. And I knew that. And I had started focusing on how to grow my business online, but I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to take my business online. I didn't know how to find clients. I didn't know what the structure of my business would look like. I didn't know how to market myself. I didn't know anything. And I remember one day I was at a coffee shop and I see this big buff white boy walking through the parking lot, filming a video. And he's in a tank top. He looked like he just came out of the gym. And he's holding up his phone, talking into it. And he walked into the coffee shop and he made it. He walked by and I made a comment to him. I said, oh, man, I hope you inspired some people with that video. And he kind of laughed at me and he said, yeah, well, I'm an online coach for coaches. I teach people how to train clients and grow their business online. And he and I started talking. And just by chance, we bumped into each other that day. And a couple months later, I ended up working with him and hiring him. And it was my first investment into myself and my business. You know, up until that point, I had never spent money on myself. And I paid him $5,200 that I didn't have. I had to go find it and borrow it in order to learn his system. And so what he taught me became the foundation of my online program, my marketing strategy, and really my future as a coach and a person of influence on social media. 
This was my start. I learned everything from him. Shout out, Will Nelson. I love you forever, brother, for what you taught me. And so when the economy and everything was shut down because of COVID and I lost all my clients overnight and all the gyms shut down, I had something that I could turn to. I had learned these strategies months prior, but I wasn't pulling the trigger. I was still procrastinating because it's hard to leave a sure thing when you're making money, even though it wasn't that much money. It was a sure thing every week, every month for the this unknown for this thing that I want to do, but it does, it's not yet materialized. And I know a lot of you are probably in that position right now. You have something you want to do in your life right now, whether it's a change in your personal life or your professional life, but it's the unknown. It's not tangible yet. It's just a thought, a feeling. It's intangible. And you probably have something that is tangible that you're doing that you're burnt out from doing, something that you no longer love, whether it's a relationship, something in your business, something just feels stale. It's stagnant. And you're probably in the same dilemma I was in. COVID forced my hand. I remember one morning, I was up at about 4 a.m. in my wife's glider, kind of like a rocking chair that she had to put the kids to bed in or nurse them. And I was out in my living room, just rocking back and forth, stressed out. A couple weeks had gone by. All my money was depleting. All my clients were locked up inside, scared of COVID. All the gyms were shut down. I had no income coming in. And we literally had about $1,200 to our name. How am I going to pay rent? How am I going to get groceries? How am I going to take care of my wife and our three children? We had two and one on the way. I have to do something. I'm the man of the house. I'm the leader that they depend on. I told my wife she wasn't going back to work, to leave her salary job, that I'm going to make that income up and I'm going to take care of you, baby. What about now? What are you going to do, Sean? These are the thoughts going through my head. And I was so close, so close to calling Uncle Mark and saying, man, I need a job. I need to come back and work with you. I don't have money. I don't have any way to make money. We're going to lose everything. But something inside of me, man, something inside of me wouldn't let me do that. I had fought so hard through prison, you know, for that first year out to bring this vision to life. I had given my all to becoming this person that I was so damn proud of. I had met the love of my life. We were creating a family and a dream life together. How could I just go back on all that now? How could I quit and give up on the person my heart was calling me to be? I was so close to quitting on myself in that moment. The stress, the financial stress, the fear, COVID, all this stuff, the unknown. You know what I said? I said, fuck that. Fuck plan B. I'm all in on plan A. This is all I've got. This is all I want. I want it as bad as I want to breathe, as bad as I want to live, as bad as I want to love my wife and children. I got to make this work. And so I started picking up that phone and telling my story. I started sharing what, what, what prison was like. I started sharing about my childhood and all the pain, all the suffering, all the adversity I'd faced, everything I did in prison to take back control of my life, to overcome my addiction, to just fight through each day, each day, all of the negative thoughts, that negative environment, all the people around me saying I couldn't do it, all of the stuff that we let stop us in life. I fought so hard to get through it all. And I just started articulating my story on social media, man. And people resonated with my passion. They resonated with my story and with my message. And from that point on, I grew my online coaching business. You know, I told people, I'm not just a fitness coach. I can help you with your fear, your depression, your anxiety. I can help you in your marriage. I can help you to become an elite motherfucker in this life, man. I've done it. Let me show you. And I just showed up relentlessly every day and I never looked back. And from that point forward, my business grew. Our finances 
grew year by year by year, my impact, my influence. Me on a personal level, I've grown to be someone that I continue to admire and love because I face my fears. I'm always ready for that next test, that next level, and I keep pushing myself. And so the message here, you guys, is that this journey never ends. Just when you overcome one challenge, there's going to be another one down the road. You celebrate your wins right now, but that doesn't mean that you stop preparing for tomorrow's adversity. It's always coming for you. And if you're somebody like me that knows you're made for more in this life, if you have that massive vision that's just calling you to be great, you got to be ready to show up every day and to fight through the fears, fight through the doubt, fight through the adversity, fight whatever comes your way. And you can never go back on your truth. I look back on that critical moment in the glider at four in the morning. What if I chose to go back to my uncle's company? I wouldn't be here today. What if I chose to settle in life? I wouldn't be fulfilled. I wouldn't be a purpose-driven man. I wouldn't have been able to impact the lives that I've been able to impact if I had made a choice to sell out on myself. If you're somebody that knows that you're here to serve and help people, that's a responsibility. That's a calling. That's a gift. Not everyone feels that way. That means you have to show up every day to fight for yourself so that you can be the example other people need to fight for their dreams and their truth in their heart. Rise to the occasion It's your responsibility. You owe it to yourself and you owe it to everyone else who's watching you. Thanks for checking out the episode. Please make sure to subscribe from whatever platform you're tuning in from to check out more content from Unstoppable Mindset in the future. I'd love it if you could leave a review as well and make sure to share this episode with someone that can find value in this message. You can find me on all major social media platforms at Shawn Michael Crane as well as on YouTube at Unstoppable Mindset, where I'm going to keep bringing you value and fire to serve you in your life.